0: Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 29. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their
1: inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success.
0: And now, your host, John Duma. Fellow entrepreneurs, my driving passion at Entrepreneur on Fire is to share the incredible journey of inspiring and successful entrepreneurs. We are here to support your journey, so go to eofire.com and join the Fire Nation email community. I have some great gifts that you will find incredibly helpful, and we are always creating more for our valued Fire Nation subscribers. And now, give it up for our five-star reviews, ASOS, JJT48, Kim G of AWOP Radio, and Selena D. Thank you so much for supporting the show, and I look forward to thanking everyone who does the same. Okay, let's get started. I am simply electrified to introduce my guest today, Chris Myers. Chris, are you prepared to ignite? I am. Awesome. Chris is passionate about small businesses and has extensive experience in business optimization, strategy development, financial reporting, and valuation. Prior to founding Bodhi Tree, he played a key role on the strategy team of a Fortune 500 company, provided valuation and financial opinions, and advised numerous small businesses, banks, and credit unions as a consultant and analyst. Chris I've given a little overview about what you've done. Why don't you give us a little more about who you are and what you currently do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well you know as you as you mentioned, my background is in uh, strategy and, and really valuation. Um, and so I, I kind of went the traditional route. I was a consultant right out of school and then made the jump to um, the corporate world working you know in strategy for a big company. and what was interesting to me is that the problems faced by small businesses, and the problems faced by big businesses are really the same problems. The issue is that there are resources available to big businesses that just simply are not at all available to you know, your average mom-and-pop business, which is really 97% of all companies in the U.S. And yeah, it's amazing. So you know, if you're a Fortune 500 and you, you want to really think through, you know, am I doing the right thing in my business? Am I measuring the right things? There's a host of consultants and software solutions and all sorts of different things that can help you do that. Now they're expensive and they're complicated and they're really time-consuming, and so you know your average small business owner can't spend fifty thousand dollars or, or five hundred thousand dollars for that matter, uh, you know, bringing in strategy consultants or something like that. Uh, but at the end of the day, what these guys deliver isn't. That complicated. It's not out of reach to small business owners. And so when I took, my partner and I took our, our, our skill set of you know, really being able to understand financials but present them in a context of strategy and education and decided to create Bodhi Tree to bring the insights of the Fortune 500 uh, to the Fortune 5 million in a way that was easy, fun, and most importantly, really affordable.
0: Awesome stuff. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So, at Entrepreneur on Fire, we like to start every show off with our guest's favorite success quote. It's kind of our way of getting the motivational ball rolling and getting our listeners pumped up for the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. What do you have for us today?
1: So, my quote is actually from Reid Hoffman, who I've had the pleasure to meet once. Um, he is the co-founder of LinkedIn and just a generally, uh, generally brilliant guy. And his quote is, Good ideas need good strategy to realize their potential. And it's one that just really, really speaks to me uh, kind of as a strategy geek. But we all have good ideas. We all have things that we're excited about and we're passionate about. But so few of us are able to take those ideas and cross the finish line. And actually build something that is a viable, you know, thriving business, uh, or or even you know a viable nonprofit or whatever it is that you're looking to to really get involved with. You have to have solid strategy behind it to ask the right questions, to really think through it in an intellectually honest way, and um, you know take it through uh, to completion. And it's something that inspires me every day because. You, know, you can have a great idea and you can be really passionate about it, but you know, it's a battle. It's hand-to-hand combat every single day when you're building, you know, growing, and running, and even selling a business. You really have to consistently fall back on a very solid strategy and communicate that strategy to everybody you interact with so that the story that you want to be told is front and center in people's minds and you can kind of shepherd that in the direction you want it to go to. So that's my favorite success quote, and it's probably the best advice I've ever been given.
0: That's wonderful. And personally, knowing about Bodhi Tree and and what you guys do, it is just a quote that speaks volumes for your industry. So that was great. Thank you for sharing that. Now, let's take that success quote down to the ground level, and how do you actually apply that quote to your everyday life?
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, we're dealing with, um, kind of at the stage where I'm with Bodhi Tree, two different types of, of people, right? We have our clients, which are just passionate small business owners who have often really felt that strategic thinking is, is out of their um, comfort zone, out of, out of reach to them. So it's a matter of helping them realize that potential and realize what's available to them. And so I spend oh, probably half of my day you know, personally working with them and coaching them and helping them through that. The other part, though, is working with our big corporate partners. So, you know, we're partners with Intuit, we're partners with some other big, big, you know, organizations that touch small business, and it's really participating in their strategy process to help them understand the potential of those ideas and uh, figure out ways to actually implement them. So that strategic interconnected thinking is. Throughout our, you know, my, my business life, and also, you know, personally, you have to make sure that you are, um, you know, prioritizing things properly and, and, uh, you know, taking a strategic view of, of your personal life as well. I mean, I have a an eighteen month old little boy at home, and, you know, I have to, you know, be very careful to make time for for him and for my wife, and make sure that, you know, that uh, running Bodhi Tree doesn't become, you know, the end all be all for me. So that strategy. And really having a clear set of priorities and a very well thought through um, list of um, you know, concepts that you really want to focus on and, 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 and the like is, is really, really important. And again, that quote kind of helps bring that to the surface and helps me really to, to keep that at top of mind.
0: Valuable insight. And thank you for sharing a little bit about your family life. I actually have a 18-month-old niece right down the street. She lives a mile away. So I have been there for her last 18 months. So I know exactly where you're at in your fatherhood right now, as far as what they're doing at that age. It's a very exciting time.
1: It is. It is.
0: (laughs) So let's transition now into the next topic, which is failure. Because in Entrepreneur on Fire, we talk about the entrepreneur's full story, their journey. And you're our spotlighted entrepreneur today. So we'd like to go back and talk about. An obstacle or a challenge that you faced in the past, and how you reacted to it, and how it either assisted or changed your direction in life.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I think the uh, the biggest challenge that I faced is actually you know relating to Bodhi Tree and, and to you know really starting a business, and that was that you know we we invested heavily and we built a fantastic product, uh, you know, a product that I thought would you know just basically sell itself to people, particularly to business owners. And so we we went live with the beta in late 2011 uh, through our partnership with Intuit. And the response wasn't as, as strong as I had hoped, right? I mean, the people who connected with it and really dove into it loved it, but we were having trouble generating the volume, um, attracting people to actually try out the application. And, you know, the challenge, I think, was to be able to step back for a moment and really be critical of, you know, am I messaging this properly? Am I communicating, you know, with my, my core market properly, all of that stuff. And so it was a very, um, difficult task to be able to do that, especially when you're so invested in something, you know, well, uh, you know, personally and, and financially and everything to really say, do we need to revisit the way that we are positioning this product? And, um, you know, Going through that was probably the, the biggest challenge for me. But what we ended up doing was going back to our customers and really going back to the people that we had built relationships with and who we had actually seen um, use our product to great success and ask them to help us define what it is, ask them to help us define how it's used by business owners like that. And um, in fact, our tagline, the finance tool for people who hate finance, uh, came directly from one of our clients, <laughs> oddly enough. And that was probably the best lesson that I learned, which is, you know, listen to the people who are buying your product. Um, you know, it's easy, especially for a founder and for for somebody who's creating something, you know, on their own or with their team, uh, to think that you have all the answers. And what we found is that we only have some of the answers, and that the people who, who come to us uh, looking to, to, to uh, fill a need that they have or looking for assistance in a particular aspect of their business actually, in more cases, more often than not, have a better understanding of um, how to position your product in the market than, than you do yourself. And so that was what we ended up doing. We, we actually worked with them to completely revamp our, our site uh, update our design, change our marketing, change our messaging, and evolve, and not be so rigid in our approach. And once we did that, and you know, you and I chatted a little bit before, uh, you know, we started the the interview today about uh, the video on our website that introduces Bodhi Tree and talks about the story. And what we ended up actually doing was was taking all that feedback from the clients and crafting an actual little cartoon story around it, which has actually been the best thing for us because now that story of, of Jill's awesome ice cream, which anybody who goes to BodhiTree.com can see the video right on the, on the homepage, it, it tells the story of kind of an average entrepreneur, an average business owner who uses our product to great success and um, you know, is able to really achieve their goals through it in a way that basically anybody can um, relate to. And we've brought that through the demo. So if you see the demo in the application, it's actually the same one for Jill's Ice Cream. And and we've been able to really craft this narrative throughout it. And that has been tremendously successful for us. So you know, it's that challenge, again, of kind of having a a predetermined view of how your product or service is going to be perceived in the market. Uh, And then having the ability and willingness to really step back and say, well, maybe I'm not really approaching this from the right angle and being, I guess, humble enough to ask for help from the people who are actually buying from you so that you can really get to the core of what attracted them you know, to you, to your product, to your service, to whatever, um, and crafting a message around that.
0: That is so critical, Chris. I mean, just going to your audience and to your clients and to Just the people that you're interacting with on a daily basis and asking them what they're looking for and what their needs are and where their pain level is is so critical because we all have our ideals in our minds about what we're trying to create. But again, what we're really trying to do as business owners is help people. And by going to our customer base, that's where we're finding out where the real pains are. And when we can adjust as entrepreneurs, that's what makes our businesses so valuable. So I love that that topic when you just chatted about how you now have a tagline from one of your customers. That is just great. And to touch on your explainer video, which we did talk about prior, that is just such a great visual way for people to get onto your website, completely understand what Bodhi Tree is all about, and then relate to it on the level that they see themselves using your application, using Bodhi Tree. In other ways as well, like for me, it was an inspiration for Entrepreneur on Fire to go forward and get an explainer video on our website. And now we have that because we know how valuable that can be when people can arrive at a website not really know what's going on. They've just heard good things. And in 60 seconds, in 90 seconds of just sitting back and watching an entertaining, valuable cartoon clip about our businesses, then they can walk away with a great understanding about how they can relate and apply it to their lives. So I definitely applaud you for that. Thank you. So we're going to transition now into the next topic, which is the aha moment. Because again, we're really delving into your journey, your story as an entrepreneur. And we've talked about some challenges and obstacles you faced when you first started a Bodhi tree and just the kind of reactions that you had that were different from what you hoped or expected. And you definitely touched upon different aha moments that you had during that with that lesson learned. Let's go to a different angle and let's really pull out a big light bulb moment that you have had at some point in your entrepreneurial journey that really made everything click. And you just said, wow, this is something that's going to resonate so well with my audience, with my clients.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, um, I think the, The the best aha moment I had was was actually the the genesis of the product itself. That was the most interesting part because you know it wasn't as though I was just sitting around one day and and you know my my co founder and I were just kind of talking and said hey wouldn't it be great if we did this? Um, It was really an evolution, and it was I think my my big aha moment uh, in general is that inspiration comes from a lot of small. Things that happen throughout your career, throughout your lives, and kind of culminate in you know in, in a big idea, right? And so for for Bodhi Tree, it really started probably five years ago when I was consulting, and um, you know I was doing a evaluation for a guy who was trying to buy out a partner, and you know we ended up giving him a fifty thousand dollar bill that he had to tap into his kid's college fund to pay, and, and something about that just just bothered me and just said you know there's got to be a better way for people like this business owners who you know, don't really have a huge separation between their personal life and their personal finances and their business you know finances and life uh, for them to do it but the the solution wasn't apparent then but that kind of stuck in the back of my mind for a long time and then I progressed through the career and you know I ended up going to a Fortune 500 and was working with a uh, uh, McKinsey consultants who were brought in to tackle a big product or big project we had, and you know working with them, you know there was a great um, back and forth and exchange of ideas. and There was a lot of talent there, but at the end of the day, you know I think we had something like a two million dollar bill right for the work that they did, and it's like okay, well here you know these consultants came in and they gave us um, some great insights and they really helped us with. This problem we're tackling, but you know, if you're not a multi-billion-dollar company, there's no way you could afford it. You know, how is it? How would it be possible to bring those type of insights and skills, you know, to to everybody so that they're available? But again, even at that time, it didn't you know fully mash and fully click. And it wasn't until about probably a year and a half, to two years after that, that I saw uh, a news release about Intuit. Uh, making their data available to third-party developers. And in that instant, all of the things we talked about kind of just came together. I was like, wow. You know, and and my, my co-founder was in the room with me at the time, and we were just like, you know, I've got this idea. And, and we talked through all the different phases of it. And um, it came together, we we're like, oh my gosh. You know, now through technology, we're actually gonna be able to, to bring these type of insights to people at a price point that just, you know, never really existed before. And it's that type of integrated thinking, I think, that, that really um, leads to great aha moments. And, you know, there's obviously been countless additional aha moments as we've gone through actually building the business. Um, but it's just fascinating to me that it's always little bits of, you know, experiences from here, or there, little bits of uh, information that come, come your way. They kind of just sit there and marinate and then, you know, there's a spark and all of, the, all of a sudden everything comes together. So that was the big one for me. And it was a realization that, you know, you can kind of draw diverse experiences throughout your life, some of them which are contradictory even, um, and bring them together in, a, in an instant in the flash to have this great insight. Uh, and that's when obviously the hard work really starts. That's the easy part. And then you got to go through and push it through to, uh, you know, to, to actually creating a product. But I think that's really the, the most exciting thing for me and the most interesting aha moment I've ever had.
0: That was a very specific aha moment. I can just really picture you being in that room and seeing that release by Intuit and really just having that light bulb go off. So that was, that was great. Thank you for being so specific with that. Can you share with us some actions that you took directly after that aha moment?
1: Yeah, yeah. So the, the first thing um, that we did after that was to sketch out you know, what our value proposition was gonna be. What was gonna make us different? what was going to make us unique and really start to think about that and not get too caught up in the excitement of that idea. And so, you know, what we did was we spent probably, you know, a couple months really thinking through, all right, what do we want to do? What makes us different? What's what's kind of the 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 core, you know, the core of what it is that we are actually looking to deliver to people. And what we found was that our core was that we deliver easy, affordable, accessible success to small business owners. Um, And what we tried to do was really get that tight, really understand what that was going to be. Because when you look at all of the great products, companies, and services out there, they all are, you can boil them all down to a, a core principle of what they do. right? So take Apple Computer, for example. Apple makes, you know, brings technology to the masses through great design and if you look at like nike as another example nike's all about kind of irreverent success and performance right that's why they they chose michael jordan back in the day as their big spokesperson with the the you know red shoes on the court that were banned that type of thing saying that look we can be irreverent because we can back it up with performance and so we really wanted to be able to step back and say for our for our business what is it that we are defined by and it's, you know, for us, it was easy, affordable, accessible success. So once we got that really kind of front and center in our minds, we then step back and said, okay, now let's take another month or so and think of every single reason why this will fail, every single reason why we shouldn't do this, and literally kind of go through and say, okay, here's a risk that you know we've identified, it's one that we can live with, or maybe here's a risk that uh, I think that's probably too much for us to live with, so let's you know, go back to the drawing board and see if we can mitigate that. So it was really, you know, a three-step process. First, have the idea. Second, get to the core of that idea. And then third, have a be able to distance yourself just enough so that you can go through and really think critically and be intellectually honest about the idea and your value proposition and work through the pros and the cons to really get to a very tight uh, you know, a well-vetted concept before you do anything else, before you start developing, before you start, you know, hiring people or anything like that. Um, and that's what we did. That's kind of the immediate next steps. And I think that, that we were able to, to employ that three-step process to great success. And it gave us also the framework to go back and revisit things that weren't working or maybe were working really well and kind of go through that process again to kind of continuously improve.
0: You guys were able to find and identify your USP early on, your unique selling proposition, which is so valuable for all the reasons you just shared. Chris, have you had an "I've made it" moment yet?
1: No, no, and I, I would probably caution uh, most entrepreneurs to avoid <laughs> "I've made it" moments. Um, you know, even through kind of the mid mid stage of their their business's life cycle, because. You know, and I'm sure as you know, entrepreneurs have kind of, uh, they're, they're bipolar to a certain extent, right? Mm-hmm. You, have, you have terrible days. And sometimes one day, you know, the morning you can be just in the dumps and say, oh my gosh, things are going terribly. And then something happens in the afternoon, you're doing fabulously. Um, but I've met a lot of people who who kind of call it a little too soon and say, well, i I've had success. I've hit my my traffic benchmarks or I've gotten my funding or I've done, you know, like gotten my coverage or whatever. And I think that leads to um, a certain complacency or a certain type of irrational exuberance um, that can lead to bad decision making. So I think what I've always advised, you know, my team to 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 do and I you know some of the best entrepreneurs I've learned from have have employed this as well, and that's to stay humble to stay- and, uh, you know, stay, stay hungry, right? Uh, as soon as you have said, I've made it, it's, that's the time when there's another new entrepreneur out there who's coming to, uh, to eat your lunch. And so that's, you know, that's something that I feel pretty strongly about is just always um, staying vigilant in that sense.
0: No, I love that question because it always evokes such a range of answers from the spotlighted entrepreneur and you definitely did not disappoint so Chris, we're gonna now move into your current business. You've talked about Bodhi Tree and what you do for your clients and it's very inspiring and valuable things. What's one thing that's really exciting you about your business today?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I'm I'm really excited about the fact that we're really starting to be Viewed as the direct connect to small business owners as consumers, you know when you look at uh, accounting software or financial management software, people tend to avoid it. People tend to hate dealing with it because it's it's a it's it's homework, right? It's a it's a headache to to, to deal with. And when you look at something like um, you know, like QuickBooks, for example, QuickBooks is a fantastic product. You know, it's made accounting easy for people. But most people use QuickBooks because they have to. They've got to file their taxes at the end of the year and their accountant says use QuickBooks. And so it's one of those things where it kind of sits in the background for a lot of these business owners. And although there's some great data that's stored in there and a lot of great opportunity hidden inside that, um, a lot of people don't get the most out of it simply because they say, Well, I'm not a finance person or I'm not a numbers person. And so you know, what Bodhitree has been able to do uh, through our partnerships and through our, our outreach and a lot of the media that we've received, uh, our coverage we've received rather, is become that front end for people. Basically say to you or to anybody, you can access all of this accounting data that's out there, all of this, all of these numbers about your business. And through our product, you can connect directly, you know, with those numbers and really tell a story about your business. And when you start looking at, you know, for example. Um, the uh, our partners like Intuit, you know, this is providing them a tremendous opportunity to to connect not with the accountants necessarily, but with the business owners themselves, and really go through that. So I'm excited about kind of the revitalization of finance and accounting software, and, and kind of the democratization of that to, to tell people that this is available to you. You can you you too, you know, can have these Fortune 500 insights in your business and and uh, open up those opportunities. So I'm really excited about the traction we've been getting and uh, what we've been able to do to connect directly with these guys.
0: Wonderful. And we're reaching about the five-minute left mark, so we're going to have to start moving along. But there's just a couple questions I have to ask you. If a person approached you on the street today and said, Chris, in 30 seconds, how do you distinguish Bodhi Tree from, say, fresh books? What would your answer be?
1: Yeah, so we are... Uh, designed to interpret and analyze data for people who not only don't like numbers, but, but are afraid of them. So FreshBooks, you know, we don't view FreshBooks as a competitor. FreshBooks is a partner for us. You know, it's something we can interact with and sync up with. But we're not about organizing your data. We're about telling the story that's hidden in your data.
0: Beautiful. That says a lot. And my second question is, where did you get the name Bodhi Tree?
1: Good question. So, we wanted to be a little bit different. We didn't want to be, you know, like everybody else, it's my financial dashboard or, or something like that. We wanted a name that we could build a brand around and also something that would stick in people's minds. And when we were starting to talk about the merging of strong financial analytics with strategy and education, we really kind of started to circle around a, an enlightened, holistic approach. Um, to running a business, so mm. one central place where you could come, and everything would start to make sense and, and be interconnected. And it just reminded me of a story of um, in Buddhism, where the Buddha sought enlightenment for I think fifteen years, went to different spiritual leaders and you know all sorts of different things, but never found it. And then one day he sat under the Bodhi tree. It was spelled a little bit differently, but sat under the Bodhi tree and. That was the place where suddenly the universe made sense. Everything was interconnected, everything came together. And so, when we kind of looked at our focus of business optimization and kind of enlightened decision making, we realized hey, it's, you know, we're the Bodhi tree for small business. Um, we're, the, we're the place that everything kind of makes sense and comes together for people. So, that was the name we chose. And it, it's our little Zen aesthetic that uh, helps us kind of market our product and, and really carve out a unique brand identity.
0: Perfect. And I love the little green Buddha logo. It's very clever. So, Chris, we're now entering my favorite part of the show, which is the lightning rounds. This is where I provide you with a series of questions and you come back with mind-blowing and amazing answers. The first question is, what was the number one thing that was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Uh, you know, I think it was complacency, and uh, you know, I had been lucky enough at that point in my career to have, um, you know, to be making a really comfortable salary at a young age, to have a lot of uh, potential to move up in these businesses and these different companies I was at, and you get pretty comfortable pretty quickly. And so it's very scary to say, you know, do I want to throw this all away and go start my own business? And ultimately, for me, the answer was yes, but it took a while to get to that point because it's, it's scary. So I think comfort and complacency is the number one enemy to uh, being able to start your own business.
0: What is something that's working for you or BodhiTree right now?
1: Um, you know, I think what's really working for, for both me personally and for Bodhi Tree is the uh, relationship I have with my co-founder and my partner. Um, you know, he and I share voting rights we, we make decisions together. It's, it's not a structure, that I think, can, that works for a lot of people, but he and I complement each other, uh, you know, with our different skill sets and our, our perspectives. And, uh, you know, we have, have a, I think, a pretty unique way of, of tackling problems and making decisions. And I can tell you that our back and forth and, and collaboration has led to some really great ideas and has helped us avoid some what could have potentially been really big um, Pitfalls, mistakes. So I'm quite pleased with that, and I think it's something that uh, uh, you know I would advise anybody is you know find the right partner, find somebody you trust, respect, and admire, and uh, stick with them.
0: Yeah, if you can find somebody to collaborate with that you do like, respect, and admire, that is truly valuable. What is the best business book that you've read in the last six months? Hmm.
1: Um, there's a book called The Art of the Sale, and I forget. Author's name off the top of my head, but uh, it was a gentleman who actually went through and studied some of the great salespeople um, around the world, from the markets in Morocco to um, you know people who were selling, you know, doing the infomercials to you know, great B two B salespeople, and really getting at you know how do they communicate? How do they um, really sell the not just the product, but the story and the aspiration behind the product? And, uh, you know, that is one that I would recommend to anybody. You know, when you look at, you know, particularly being an entrepreneur, but when you look at business, it's, it's all sales you have to be able to communicate and, and, you know, sell people on your vision, your, your product, your, your inspiration, your excitement and everything. And so being able to see the different sales perspectives from around the globe is, uh, Pretty exciting. So, Art of the Sale, I would highly recommend that to uh, just about anybody.
0: Great. And that is a wonderful book by Philip Broughton. I will link that up in the show notes so people can check that out. The last question is my favorite. It's kind of a tricky one. So, take your time, digest it, and then come back at us with an answer. If you woke up tomorrow morning with all the experience, money, and knowledge that you currently have today, but everything about your business had completely disappeared, leaving you with essentially a clean slate, which many of our listeners find themselves in right now. What would you do in the next seven days?
1: Oh, that is a good question. Um, you know, what I would do is go back to that three-step process that I talked about a little bit earlier in our conversation, which is you know, clearly define the problem you're looking to solve find what that distinct you know, value proposition is uh, that you're going to bring to the table and then spend some time really thinking through the risks and uh, challenges that you're going to run into and really have a clear strategic vision for what you're looking to accomplish. And if you can accomplish that in seven days and you have all the experience and everything else that, you've, uh, that you outlined, you're going to be in an excellent position to really tackle that problem and make sure that you can create a solution that... Uh, the marketplace will readily accept. And you know, I think you, you hit the nail on the head that any of us can wake up and find ourselves in that position um, at any time. So it's, it's a very wise and prudent move to have a game plan in place and to to kind of go through that thought exercise and make sure you have that, in, um, you a know, plan in place for that.
0: Well, thank you for outlining that. And thank you for joining us today, Chris. You've given us some great actionable advice and we are all better for it give fire nation one last piece of guidance give yourself a plug and then we'll say goodbye
1: well you know if you're a small business owner and you're not a finance person check out bodytree.com and learn a little bit about uh, the finance tool for people who hate finance we bring uh, fortune 500 insights to the fortune 5 million for 24.99 a month so it's accessible to anybody and uh, it's a lot of fun people will actually enjoy using the product so check us out
0: Wonderful. Thanks again, Chris, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Fire Nation, thank you so much for joining us today. My one call to action for you is to go to eofire.com, join our email list, and receive our ever-growing supply of gifts to include WordPress video tutorials, an entrepreneur quiz with complete diagnosis, and access to our weekly newsletter. Also, for that entrepreneur ready to take it to the next level... Visit ignitemastermind.com, join our elite mastermind community, and watch your business or business idea explode. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to Ignite!